you can't do you can't do that you can't run your household on that let alone the greatest nation this this world's ever seen or known and on that statement because that <laughs> i just clicked the record oh, that's man, a perfect you way gotta, to come you in. gotta warn me with no this was that was an excellent introduction <laughs> well i just i just did my thing so, so i hope you're not expecting any more so, <laughs> he's done I'm, I'm, I'm expecting at least 30 minutes so but uh lynn just ran away to pay his bill so, but uh, this is episode number 81 of Civil Tension. I am your host and creator, Peter Gall. And uh, today leading the discussion is... John Quancy. And we have co-host... Don Stevenson. And co-host... Mick Kuchersky. And co-host... Dan Sweet. All right. And John, why don't you let us know what it is we are actually talking about today? I know this will be somewhat of a recap of what you just discussed with Glenn, but share with everybody else. Sure, would love to. Pete, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, so base, <laughs> the, the long and short of it is that there is a, a uh, author, journalist, podcast type that lives in Portland, Oregon. And she took the position uh, through a hashtag, it was called hashtag me neither. This came known to me through PragerU. So that's my source material. Anyone wants to go and get into the weeds on it, go ahead and do that. So she takes this uh, position of me neither, which was in opposition to the Me Too movement. Now her contention was not necessarily opposed to Me Too per se, but it was on the idea that if someone is accused of sexual harassment, be they male or female, and if someone does the harassing, whether they or make the accusation, be they male or female, that we should simply go where the facts lead we should go where the truth takes us in terms of evidence. People should be presumed innocent until proven guilty, and that the Me Too movement is essentially wrong for saying that everyone must be believed and every accusation must be believed to be true. That was her contention. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty reasonable. reasonable and pretty constitutional to me, her yes. position, this, this author, again, from Portland, Oregon. So she puts this out there. And she puts it out there within the space of this me neither, where her objective was to discuss sensitive topics, tough topics in a way that's appropriate. Things that may be difficult for some people for whatever the reason. And so that was her objective, to have a forum where people could talk and discuss reasonably and have an exchange. And she puts this out there as within that context. The response that she gets again, living in Portland, Oregon, the response that she gets was one profanity after another, um, curse words, no argument, no debate, no this, no that, just, you know, you're a hater, you're a this, you're a that, die blank, die blank, die you blankety blank, blanky blanky blank. This from the people who are tolerant. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think it gets better, you're right, because it does. The collateral damage of this was her husband's business. He owned a coffee shop, number a couple of rotisseries, I'm to understand, in, the, in Portland, Oregon. And what wound up happening was, is that people, because of her association, she being married to him, people started protesting at the coffee shops. People started deriding the coffee shops and Four employees were saying that's a hostile work environment, blah, 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 and they were running him up the rail one side and down the other. And within a period of 48 hours, their employees quit. Within 48 hours, uh, many of their distri distributors and their supply, their, uh, their uh, sales channels took their coffees and teas off their shelves because they didn't want to get caught up in it. And within 48 hours, uh, their, uh, one of the employees said, look, if you sell your business and you issue a very public apology, you might survive this. This was the result of her simply saying, should we not go where the evidence leads as opposed to having a blanket assumption of guilt based on an accusation that may or may not have any evidence supporting it. Now, it was also suggested, and again, you go to the video, PragerU, and it's got all that there, one of the things that was suggested was uh, by someone in the Me Too movement was that 
that you should you should leave your husband for you know whatever reason because of the obvious social atrocities being committed at the coffee shops <laughs> this is this again this is the attitude this is the approach this is the position of the left of the tolerant people of the people that are supposedly anti-fascist antifa in portland oregon where cops are standing down due to the gutless policies of a mayor mm -hmm. that says let them control the streets don't oppose them the american left is the new fascism and this rolls up everything from antifa mm -hmm. to lgbtq plus it's all the same bag me too it's all the same bag you either agree with what they believe or you pay the price. You either get on their train or you get hit by it. Comply or die. And this woman, and this is the issue, this woman and her husband and their lives were personally upended and wrecked for a period of time because of because they dared to have an opinion that was opposed to, to the lemmings. Dare to have an opinion opposed to the mob rule this example in Portland, Oregon, exactly why it is democracy is a terrible thing. God bless the Founding Fathers that we have a republic. And to her credit, she's still doing what she's doing, free speech. She says, I will not have this taken away from me. And to his credit, his coffee shops are still going. I'm personally trying to figure out how to buy some coffee and teas, and I don't drink either one. I'm trying to figure out how to buy this stuff and give it away as gifts. I'll give you my address. I mean, this is it. <laughs> but this is the point. And this is the point. That what did she try to do? She tried to create a space where if you have an opinion, let's talk about it. A reasonable discussion. A reasonable discussion. And when, after the accusations were made against her that had no support, when she then reached out to them and said, I want to invite you to sit down and have a conversation where we can have an exchange over what's real, what's not, go to the evidence, this and that and the other, mm -hmm. you know what she heard? Crickets. Mm -hmm. Well, Nobody did that. Or more vitriol. Well, well, that's the issue. The left doesn't want to come in and have the conversation. They don't. They're not interested in a conversation. They're interested in victory. Well, how many times have we invited them here? Exactly, and they don't come. They yeah. don't want to. I mean, again, this is episode 81. We've been doing this for a little over a year and a half. And it's wonderful to hear about someone else who simply wants to have a conversation that and consideration and you know evaluate facts evaluate information as it's presented and evaluate things on the merits of their own case insofar as accusations claims and things like that but but just wanting to have an open discussion and again that's that's all that's exactly all about what civil tension's been from the get go right. and and we have had some extremely tough conversations and putting things out there think i'm actually happy at this point that you know a year and a half in even though we still have a relatively small audience uh, we've never broken a, a past yet it, it's taken a long time to get up to an average of about 7000 listeners every week uh, through this and we've got a little over 5000 followers on twitter and Facebook, we don't get hardly anywhere because Facebook shuts down almost every title we get mm -hmm. and, and put out there. It's, it's very, very limited. And in some respect, hearing about this, I'm almost thankful for that because it's, I mean, good grief. It, it's terrifying mm -hmm. to, to actually just want to have and extend an opportunity to have a, a decent, calm, rational discussion, but then get slapped. And, and smacked with a brick, hit upside the head with a two by four, and not even not even listening. Uh, you know, people didn't. They, you know, there were people that commented and made mm -hmm. statements that, well, I because I went and John shared the link with me on this, and I watched her mm -hmm. video and I watched mm -hmm. her discuss this, and she had responses from people who said, well, I didn't listen to it, but she said me either, and so I just reported this, slapped her down, and and yeah, the just the vile the the vile responses without even hearing the discussion. And, and you know, and I think that that's something that's really important that 
again, they had a response not based on a disagreement with what she said. They had a response based on not even hearing what she said. They didn't even go and listen. Yeah. Didn't even pay attention. Well, I think we I think we underestimated when Hillary made her deplorables comment because that the left is in a full scale effort to dehumanize its uh, political rivals, not not beat them, not but, but not yeah, beat them it's in more an argument. Silence, I think. But it's it is silence their but, rivals. But I think it's but it's by dehumanizing. Okay. Um, put them on the margin. Yeah, we're okay, not. So, they're, so, they're terrible human beings. They're not even worth having a discussion with. Okay, so I hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I, I'm going to challenge you on this point. Awesome. If you have, if you look at the U.S. population and their political tendencies, you probably could evaluate it as a bell curve. On both the left and the right, there's a small percentage of both hmm. parties and both caucuses that you would consider the extreme. extreme of their type, whether it's on the left or on the right. And the people that are responding negatively to this lady, I would hope they are at the extreme of the left and don't represent the entire left. I consider myself right at the peak of the bell curve. I am right down the middle of the road. There's a lot of things that I look at from a conservative point of view, not a Republican point of view, mm -hmm. that I find uh, a strong personal association with. And I think there's some things that come from the progressive side that I can relate to as well. Mm -hmm. And I like to listen to both sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. But when I, I've just heard one, two, three of you all say, the left, which when I listen to that says, take that bell curve, cut it at the peak of the bell curve where the great middle is, and everybody that is one degree left of center center is, is in agreement with Antifa and yeah, all this. I, I'd like stuff. to take that. I, I think you raise a good, a reasonable question. It is, it's absolutely true. However that the mainstream nature of that story is getting more and more mainstream every day. We have politicians who say that. Hillary Clinton said we're people who don't agree with them are deplorable and basically don't deserve the respect of having a conversation. And that was a horrible thing to yeah. say. Um, Joe Biden has said things that are very similar. He's the leading contender for the Democratic nomination for president of the United States. Um, the, the, we're hearing things that if you, you're, you're not worthy of being a human being if you don't believe in climate change, um, if you don't believe that you, we should have Medicare for all. Those are relatively now what I would consider mainstream democratic views that not that long ago would not have been, uh, they would have been extreme. But they are normalizing that kind of behavior, whether they're doing it on purpose or not. They are normalizing that behavior. And at the national level, I think the Democrats are shooting themselves yeah, in the foot. I and agree. Trump is going to get a second term I, if the Democrats keep doing that. It, yeah. You know, whoever they pick, whether it's Biden or mm -hmm. whether it goes to Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris or yeah. whoever, whoever mm -hmm. they pick, the party platform when they go into their Democratic convention next year is going to be much in my opinion, much more to the left than it was in prior elections. And there are mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah. saying some things that are completely unreasonable. Right. Will the Democrats be able to oust Trump in 2020 if their platform is, you know, minimum wage 25 bucks an hour and free health care for all and, yeah. you know, let anybody in that wants to come in and let's give them free health care right. because they deserve it. They are not going to win with that platform. If I you, would agree. If you want to take a look at I, I my understanding of politics and at a national level is that that they are fighting for the five to seven percent sure. in the middle. And then they that is it. That is it. There's five to seven there's five to seven and the issue is is this is that the people on the left, the Democratic Party, is not the party of John F. Kennedy, it is not the it is not the party. Not it is not the party not former anymore, Democrat no. William Bennett. Mm. Yeah, it is not the part. It is not the party of um, of, Ronald, of Ronald Reagan when he was young. Yep. It is not that party. 
And the part that, the uh, no, no, hang on. No, no, because I'm, no, no, we're not going to go with this whole thing that the Republicans are what they are. No, no, no. They are different. They are different. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow for any kind of idea that the Republicans are just like Democrats, just with different ideas. That is not it. No, now, so let's, 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 Ted Kennedy, i.e. Nancy Pelosi, i.e. Patrick Moynihan, i.e. Sam Nunn from Georgia. These people, these people who served, they let this thing that Daniel Rostenkowski, these big names in democratic history, they have let the socialist beast out of the box and now they can't control it. They let this thing out of the box. They placated to that base as much as they could because they wanted the votes under their tent. And now they've got four freshmen, congresswomen, who are absolutely running Pelosi up and down the rail, and she can't control them. You know why she can't control them? Because they're not politicians. They're ideologues. <clears throat> Obama was an ideologue. There are differences between people who are principled, people who are politicians, and people who are ideologues. And say, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what the history shows. This is the idea we need to go toward, regardless as to whether it works. I'll give you an example. The Green New Deal, $93 trillion in expense. You know how much wealth exists in the world in its totality? Like $80 trillion? $80 trillion. <laughs> Bang. That's it. That's Can't, all there actually that's is. That's all there is. You don't have any more, and I don't care what you want to do. You can't do anything more with it. And, 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 and I agree with you. I will take those four, and I will say they are ideologues, and I don't think, though they are very vocal, I do not consider them they are to represent the my centrist point of view. Right. Well, so this is the question. When will you leave the Democrats and become a Republican and join with us for the Constitution and the Republic? When will you leave the socialists that this Democratic Party has become and join with us so we can save the country? When will this happen? And here's can we get Reagan back? <laughs> can we get Reagan back? Can we go back? He's a little to, can we go, know, can we go? Can we go and look can, at Can I be a John McCain Republican? If you want to be a John McCain to. Republican, fine, but he wasn't much of a Republican. He certainly was no constitutionalist. No. Here's the issue. Let's take a look. And people want to have such a negative reaction to Donald Trump. He's not my style. Yeah. He's not my guy. But he's my president. I voted for him in the general. I didn't in the primary. That's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. that, being, that being said and done, what things has he actually done that are unconstitutional? Let's go to the facts. Has he simply said, look, these are the laws. I am the executive. The Constitution dictates that as the executive, I enforce the laws. If you don't want me to enforce these laws in these ways, i.e. via ICE, then do me a favor. Legislate change the laws, and I will then enforce them. He's the most constitutional president we have perhaps had in probably three generations. And he has shown the absolute defunct nature of the legislature by saying, I have to do things by executive order because you guys can't do it, because you guys won't follow the Constitution, because you guys won't follow the laws on the books. Okay, so you're very passionate about immigration, mm -hmm. but... We just have in the press both the Senate, Republican-controlled, and the House, currently under Democrat control, are both opposed to some significant arms sales to Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and should be constitutionally the power of the, of the legislative body to set the limits there and through executive order, Trump is saying we're selling to Saudi Arabia. Anyways, sure. So, is it constitutional that he exerts executive privilege? What I would encourage. What, what, what I would encourage anyone. There's no mar Let me let me interrupt here. Please. Under the constitutional structure, there's absolutely no marginality to that. That's the way laws and legislation in the Constitution are set up. That's what he feels needs to be done. He has the absolute right under the laws as they exist to do that in the office that he holds. Now, again, this goes right back to that point. You don't like these laws, 
change them. Legislate. <clears throat> Senate, House, start working together. If you can't do that, you don't belong there. If you cannot come into a place that you were elected in because you said, I will do whatever job I must do to represent the people I will represent, and you get there and you refuse to do it, get out, quit, leave, rescind your seat, give it up because you're not there to self-promote. And that's what we're seeing out, especially out of the House, especially out of these uh, four freshman Congress people who actually, what was it, earlier this week, stood on a stage. And you talk about being divisive and mar mar marking that line right down that bell curve. <clears throat> they stood on that stage and they said, if you are a black person and you do not want to give a black voice, we don't want you here. Yeah. If you are a brown person and you don't want to be a voice for brown people, we don't want you here. If you are, they use the word queer, if you are queer, they use this, their yeah, own did. word. Yeah, if you are a queer person and you don't want to be a voice, for the LGBTQ or whatever letters there, uh, you don't want to use your voice for that group. We don't want you here. You're not they worthy. said that mm -hmm. and people cheered, people applauded. That's the message they're saying. So they're saying if you're not. If you don't think like us. Right here, if you're not on our side of this curb, get out. Go over here. We don't want you here. We don't want you thinking for yourself. It's what they are saying. Well, no, you have to think the way they think. Yeah, yeah see, they want, we don't want you thinking that, for yourself. You, and think, you think we're going to think not for just you for yourself, but think <clears throat> for you. And you know they're, they're calling themselves the squad. I don't know what it is, but I whatever like squad description of them, the socialist spice girls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Yeah, the, I heard that. I, heard, I like that one. So. <laughs> And they are being extremely vocal, very loud, but they're perpetuating what we started this discussion with, what John brought to the table, of if you say something against them, they're not going to listen. They, that's, that's not what they want. They want to yell and scream and tell you, if you don't think the way we think, we don't want you here. Well, you know what? If you're not going to think the way they want you to think and that upsets you, and if, you're, if that means you take that step just a little across the line to the right, because I, I tend to be sort of bell curvish, but a little more on the right, just because of some, you know, I, I feel more, con I, my, my focus is a little more constitutional. Mm -hmm. um, there are things on the left that I, I'm fine with, I don't care about, you know, love who you want to love. I, I don't really have a problem with that personally. But, it, you know, there are other things probably like you that, um, that are on the left, some some ideological things socially, I don't really have a problem with uh, because if I were to give of myself, I would probably do that. But I do tend to be a little bit more right-leaning. And it, it just, these people are these people. These young ladies, <laughs> these young ladies who are standing up there and being phenomenally vocal about this, are encouraging the people that are listening to them to not listen. Sorry, we, uh, you know what? This is the voice I'm gonna give because you said I must give it. And then <laughs> they shut down a young lady in Oregon mm -hmm. and try to kill her husband's business and just simply because they wanted to have a calm, rational discussion. And you, what's, in, what's interesting about it is, is this, you know when you have a, a conflict with somebody that's important in your life, you, you know what you wind up doing? You have to talk about it. You deal with it. You address it. You debate, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we do in our relationships, in our personal relationships, is what we do in our marriages, what we do with our friends, is what yeah. we do with those that we hold dear and dear to our hearts, correct? Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And why do we do that? Because we don't want the person to go away because we want to maintain a connection. We want to maintain a relationship. We don't want the person to leave our lives. That's what you do. They're not doing this. They're not having the discussion. They're not having the debate. You agree with what we think, or you can get out, and the reason that they don't want to have the debate is because they're not interested in coexisting. 
They're not they're not interested in coexisting like it says on their bumper they, stickers. They, they are interested. They the flag. They are far to the left. They are interested. You do what we want. We go the direction we want to do. We will marginalize you. We don't care if you agree with it or not. We'll turn your conservative states purple. We don't care. If you like it, lump it. Don't like this country. Don't care. Don't like socialism. Don't care. Feel put upon. Feel uh, oppressed with your religious religious freedoms. Don't care. They don't care. And so let's get the real clear. This is not about, they are not about a conversation to maintain relationships. They are about victory. And they don't care what happens to people like me or people like Pete or anyone that disagrees with them. Yesterday I watched a program, I watched a movie, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. You should watch it. I don't mean to direct that at any one individual at this table, but anyone who here, any, everyone should watch that. Of course, it's Germany. It's the 40s. You don't need a lot of backstory for me to fill in so you know what's going to happen. But that happened because people at that time, Jews, were marginalized, were called vermin, less than human, were deplorable in the eyes of the majority, and the vocal minority as it started until everybody jumped on the bandwagon. And then what happened? One thing led to another, and the rest is history. If we don't study it, we're going to repeat it. So this, uh, this last weekend, we all know, because we've talked about it before, and uh, the president made some statements that have, you know, Basically, the left has become unglued. The go-home ones, yeah. Yeah, with the go-home statement. I don't necessarily agree with that statement. Well, it was, it was um, inaccurate and I, kind I, of dumb. Right, <laughs> right. I, I don't want to deviate from the conversation mm -hmm. here, but this was a post on Monday from somebody I used to respect. And he said, if you still support President Trump, you are willfully on the side of open racism and white supremacy. I responded to that, yeah. and I didn't respond to, to fav favorably. <laughs> But I was eviscerated by the crowd in this person that follows this person. And I find it offensive that you can voice an opinion, but I can't. And that's what mm -hmm. is trying, that gets back to our conversation here, right. is it's to shut everybody down that doesn't agree with what they believe. There is no discussion. There is no opportunity mm -hmm. for debate. There is no opportunity. And even on the floor of Congress this week, mm -hmm. there, while there were those on one side of the aisle that were saying, you know, listen, this is, we needed to have this conversation. We didn't need to have a conversation. The other side was basically denigrating the positions of the president and immediately every all of his followers are white racists mm -hmm. and there is a movement in the country called the brexit movement and it's actually gaining a lot of steam and i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's the black exit movement from the democratic party oh yeah yeah and there are some very intelligent people mm -hmm. affiliated with that Candace and they get eviscerated Candace Owens mm -hmm. probably the leading and called all sorts of names because they are abandoning their people. Mm -hmm. Whoever said that the Democratic Party was the party of the blacks? Whoever said they that? They never really have been. It never <laughs> have been. But, I mean, but I mean you don't, if, you go, if you go back to the history here, that's the party of the uh, KKK, but I don't want to get into that. That's really kind of not part of this conversation. But the conversation of... Having the ability, and it's been shut down on college campuses across the country, if you have any opinion other than the professor's opinions in the class of the left, the left opinion that they carry, they shut you down. They marginalize you. Your grades they are give risk. you grades that are, are not commensurate with what your performance is. And so, as a, and, and maybe as listening here, you could tell that you know, I'm a white male, but that doesn't mean that I, I'm, a, I'm wrong sometimes and I'm right sometimes, you know. You're human. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I should not have an opinion. And so 
I find it offensive when people, this concept, you are willfully on the side of racism and white supremacy. Right. So, uh, excuse me, I want to just say like, no, bullshit. I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. So, no, I'm not. So clearly we have a highly divided body politic. Yes, we do. And yeah. both sides have moved farther to the extremes of their party. The, the, the center is gone. The What's ability, the extreme position on the right relative to these extreme positions on the left we've discussed? What's you. an equivalent extreme on the right right now that's kind of mainstream in your opinion? Well, I, that's I, a great question. I think so, there would be something... It's not very good radio right well, now. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. So, I, mean, I, I just so, 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 legitimately. Uh, all right, I, I believe the Republican Party has a strong emphasis on issues that are not governmental, in my opinion, in nature. Such and, as, such as, and such as. I, I will yeah. probably not offend you, John, but <laughs> hit your hot button and say the issues around abortion, the issues around LGBT rights, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. My views, my personal views, are probably closer to yours than you would imagine. So what is an extreme position related to those? What is an, in your opinion, what's an extreme position of the right on either one of those issues? Defund all of Planned Parenthood. Well, you just said the government should be, shouldn't be in this stuff. So you just made an argument for them not funding Planned Parenthood. They're in it. And Planned Parenthood is a private corporation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, I mean, so the, and so, and, and, and to the issue of the extreme right that Trump, and I say that tongue in cheek, that Trump <laughs> represents, right. I'm pretty sure that no one is aware or concedes or admits to the fact that Trump has lobbied strongly the United Nations mm -hmm. to, to, uh, to legalize, decriminalize, decriminalize uh, LGBTQ behaviors in, in, the in, seven, other in, 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 in other, other countries. countries. In, in, other in, in other countries. In other countries. We're marching in one direction in our country. We're trying to hold a moral uh, I think magnifying it, glass, shining the light on other places that are worse than us. Well, there's a, but there's a big difference between saying good. it shouldn't be illegal and versus it should promoted. be celebrated, promoted, and right. if you don't agree with it, you are a rotten person. Okay. Right. Well, that's the, that's the difference, difference where we there. are. In our country, we got a lot of people that say if you don't 100% celebrate it and promote it, you're a rotten person. And I, I think I brought this up last week. Yeah, I, I guarantee you that I haven't seen that on 60 Minutes, that Trump's out there lobbying to decriminalize it because it shouldn't be criminal. Yeah, if you want to love someone else, that's your own business. Um, but again, you're, the point about, I, I, again, I don't think it is extreme at all to say we shouldn't be funding Planned Parenthood because we shouldn't be in that. Okay. So, so, so what I want to jump over to though is but what, what, no, what but no, 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 I'm not going to let you go. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I, don't, okay. I am really okay. curious no. of what is an extreme what is, position. What, what is the extreme position? Because the because the left these and I had this conversation um, last night with with uh, a young person and the, those on the left are the communists, the socialists, and the fascists. That's well, not, middle class that's, working that's, people yeah, yeah, like me. Well, no, 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 no. The far left. No, we're talking no, about far no. left. Socialists, never put communists, fascists. Yeah. If you are a card carrying member of any one of those three, then the answer would be yes. But I don't believe you are, so therefore yeah, I think the answer is no. Now, the question is, most people believe the fascists are right. They're not. They're not right. They're leftists. They just believe in borders and doing it within the context of a nation. They don't have a lot of political or policy variances, pillars of belief that vary from the Communist Manifesto. They're very similar. It's just that the Communists really don't believe in borders. Okay. The but again, let, 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 so, let so, me what is, so what is, no, 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 no. No, I want to take what you just said. No, 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 I'm so good to you. No, here's a I just want to go on record. I love this guy, but not in that way. So here's the But on the right, if on the right are we saying, well, you want to follow the Constitution of the United States. You're a right-wing extremist. I'm sorry, that's the only place you can go. That's the only place anyone of the left or that bent can go. That's the only. You want to follow the Constitution. 
well, yeah, I'm kind of funny that way. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of weird that way. Okay. Again, so but, but here, back to the no, question. Please, 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 let, please let, I'm let, sorry. Let, let, let me go to this because it kind of ties what you said with what I was trying to say to Glenn. Mm -hmm. sure. We've both, both, both sides have moved to the outside. There's very little people that are trying to pull people back to the middle to say, you're going to get a bill that's going to come out of the House. It's going to be leaning left because it's in control of the you know, Democrats right now. And Mitch McConnell rules with an iron thumb what will come to the floor in the Senate. And if it isn't to his liking, it's not even going to come up for mm -hmm. a discussion right. or a vote. Both sides are not doing the people's business because they're apart. True. There is nothing in the Constitution that says we should only have two parties. That's true. The words... Democratic Party and Republican Party are not in the Constitution. They're private Is it time for the Black Caucus to pull themselves out of the Democratic Party if they don't feel the Democratic Party is addressing their needs? Is there a need in the Republican Party for the conservative evangelical Christian to separate from the centrists who may not feel as strongly as theirs? Is there room for a Green Party like Germany has that feels strongly about climate change? Is there a room for a party that says throw the rest of the amendments away, the Second Amendment is the only thing we need to worry about? Right. If we had a multi-party system where nobody, it's not 5149, mm -hmm. but we got 25 here and 10 there and five there with your mm -hmm. I think it'd be party of four, would we actually be able to get some business done? Because now in order to get a majority above 51%, you would actually have to build a coalition. You'd have to call And you could force step. out, you both parties could throw out well, right. if I'm not but I, I'd still I'm like my question to stand. I'd still like to know what an extreme, ex it, in your opinion, what an extreme position is from the right. Well, okay, let, let, me let me ask, let me ask, let me ask one on, quick question. Let, question. let me ask a quick question here, though. If I'm not mistaken, isn't hasn't the Libertarian Party been on the ballot yeah, for the last X amount of years? Just doesn't get any traction. They've tried. They don't get. They don't. John Anderson, you know, right. yeah, what did he get? He got up to 18 yeah, percent. But, but my we, point is this. We're, you're saying that we don't have those parties. We don't have those parties because they are not getting enough of their message out. It's their support. own fault if they don't get that message out. I'm not saying that, they, that, the, that their uh, platforms are correct. I'm not saying that I'm a, a libertarian. I'm saying that I'm... I'm like you, perhaps down the middle of that bell curve that you're talking about. But if you're if you're down the middle of that bell curve, then you have to be uh, uh, open-minded on both ends. And what John was saying at the beginning of this was, these people are not open-minded. They don't have a mind. <laughs> and, 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 and if I was Nancy Pelosi, and if I was in charge of the Democratic caucus, mm -hmm. I would say one of two things to these four wonderful people. <laughs> Either you take three steps back toward the middle, help support the Democratic agenda if their primary goal is to unseat the current mm -hmm. president, mm -hmm. or leave the party. You should not be a part of our caucus if you are not helping our cause. Well, the quick response to that, which they've already done, yeah. is to call her a racist. And your, right. your time now, is going. Now, I want to address really quickly, and then we'll come back to Don's question. I want to address really quickly the multi-party system. There, are, you know, England does. England has that. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and they also have that in Israel. Israel and, more so. And, and mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm not saying that. Germany Minus that, with a two-party system, though, historically, if you look at legislation, there's always been the ability to reach across the aisle and to gather people of like minds for a bill to get it passed because you need the majority in the Senate and of so course. forth. Okay? So that's always been there. And there's always different fractions within each of the parties 
in the Democratic Party, mm -hmm. you have the Black Caucus. On the Republican side, you have the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus. <laughs> so there are multi-factions in there. Or the Tea there. Party. Over yeah, time exactly. Different exactly. And so what we're, dealing, yeah, exactly. what we're dealing here is really another fraction within the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. But that fraction is the tail wagging the dog. Right now it is. Presently it is because of the fear that the leadership in the Democratic Party, in the House particularly, is fearful of these four women. They're, now, they have Nancy Pelosi has entire control over who sits on what committees. Mm -hmm. She has pulled other people off committees as punishment for not towing her line. But she hasn't done it with the AOC. But she has not done that with these four people because she knows what she's going to get. They're getting all the airtime right now. Is it, they will put the powers of destruction is, is on it, her. Is it because she is afraid, she being Pelosi, is it because she's afraid of the repercussions of it, or is it because they perhaps publicly represent what she secretly desires? I think there's it an element be. of that. I, think I, don't element of that. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either, but but I there are... And, but and they're eating, could, she's being eaten by the children she created. She is. <laughs> so I, I think I, I'm, this conversation, you've been challenged to present to this forum... I'm just curious. Um, to present to this forum extreme positions of the right. Okay, let me throw it up. I've had a few minutes to cogitate. Okay, and that's yeah. good. That's okay, good. so, so here, here, here's another one. Is... I'll say climate change, and that'll be a hot-button mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. But I will say our president, just in the last week or two, has said... We have the cleanest air and the cleanest water of anywhere in the world. Is that an extreme position? No, it's not. Make, no, 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 I'm setting up a case here. Okay. Okay. Is that relatively true? Yes, there was a study that said U.S. drinking water is the best in the world. Mm -hmm. I won't doubt that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is our air pollution the best in the world? I don't think so. But does President Trump get to take credit for the cleanest air in the world at the same time that they're breaking down regulatory barriers on air pollution for coal? So mm -hmm. if, if the agenda that the Republican Party would like to do with lessening a lot of the EPA controls and coal for energy and everything else, if they had their way mm -hmm. and deregulated, unregulated, let market forces drive things where they go, do we judge the air quality today or do we judge the air quality three years down the road after their measures have been put in place and then we resample and say, oh shit, we're starting to look like... China? China. Sure. We're starting to look like what, Cleveland looked like in <laughs> 1969 when the rivers caught on fire. Sure. And, and I think that if I had a response to that, I think that what we... I think it's that it's the pendulum swing. The pendulum has to move. Sometimes the pendulum has to move in the direction of having a, a good, robust economy, whatever that looks like and whatever that means. And sometimes the pendulum has to move in a way of restricting that uh, to generate a different outcome. The problem is, and there's a natural tension between... Um, in so many things. There's, there's, a, there's a natural... There's a, we overcorrect, we go back, we Right, and I think that, and, I think and, that as mature people, we understand the pendulum not only moves, but it moves in tension. There's tension between these forces as the pendulum swings, and I think we all understand that's a natural part of life. That's where the discussion is. That's where the debate is. That's where the conversation right. is. Okay. Okay. I want to. But, but, but wait. 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 I'm going to. We're going to agree. Believe me or not, we're going to reduce the EPA regulations so we can bolster the economy and get out of the terrible things that George W. and Obama did. And we may suffer in some ways in four or five years, whatever the case may be. And then guess what? The pendulum is then going to swing back. Mm -hmm. 
and, and things are going to occur, and that economy, that part of the economy may suffer as other things have to be addressed. That's the pendulum swing. That's the tension. The left, the people that, in, as we come back to the beginning of this thing, they don't want the pendulum to move, and they don't want the tension of conversation. Okay. That's if the problem. interject, before you follow up on this, because you guys are asking for an extreme view, and he's, you know, Matt's trying desperately to give you that. Not doing so well, <laughs> but, though. Well, here's, here's the thing. Based when the, I look at this, issues, but no, when I stand back and take a look, because I, I observe... I observe a lot, and then I'm like, well, I think this, and I think that. Mm -hmm. But we have actually six things that are what the left generally attacks on, and they attack it based on emotion. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they attack it from the point of view they want to establish about what they want people to perceive are the extreme views of the right. Climate change is probably the softest of these. Mm -hmm. And the world's going to do what the world's going to do. It's five billion freaking years mm -hmm. old. No matter what anybody else tells you, it's actually five. It's, it's a little bit more old, little older than that. It's been through so many climate changes. Yep. It's not even Long funny. Long before there was and, a and, 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 and listen and to the old continue. George Carlin. Yeah, yeah, we're not ruining Mother Earth. Yeah. No. The day Mother Earth doesn't want us here anymore. Close Yellowstone and we're gone. It's arrogant to think we can destroy Climate change is the softest of them all. But what you have as far as what they want, what the people on the left side of the bell curve want Everyone there to perceive of the right is that they are very extreme with regard to beliefs and religion. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you are uh, anyone on the right uh, with a little bit of a Judeo-Christian value base, you are extreme and you hate everything over here that mm -hmm. everyone else believes. Right. That's what they want you to believe, and that's, that's extreme. They want you to believe that the right, because of that, they want you to believe that the right absolutely abhors anything to do with LGBTQ. And uh, they, that is extreme. You know, that is how you live your life. That is a lifestyle. Next, they, they said it themselves. If you don't want to use your black voice because you are black, we don't want you. If you don't want to use your brown voice, we don't want you. They want you to believe that the right is extremely racist because they want your race other than Caucasian, other than you know when it stemmed, where it stems from the Western European sex. Mm -hmm. uh, they want you to believe that the right does not want you there. We let me tell you, Bub, we love you no matter what color you are. Mm -hmm. Don't really care. Yep. That's just come and hang out, join us, have coffee the color of your skin doesn't matter because you've got the same internals as we all do. Bingo. It's just the way being human works. And then you actually have, let's see, I covered that, that, that. Um, <laughs> What's your pinky? No, your ring finger. No, my ring finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing track here, Gay guys. marriage? Um, well, that kind of goes don't, with the don't, LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Okay. He's on a roll. But, um, <laughs> now, yeah, you know, Matt talked about defunding Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. which is an extremely soft way of talking about abortion. Now, mm -hmm. and, and here we, we kind of blend into uh, the, what is the pinky, but abortion <laughs> is, they want you to believe that everyone on the right says abortion is murder. There is no uh, consideration. There is no, if there's a medical issue to terminate a pregnancy, something that's very serious, something, or, or you know, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. It's either the woman's right to control her body mm -hmm. or it's murder. Mm -hmm. And there's no balance, there's no consideration, there's no evaluation there. Um, that's an extreme view. And these are all, and these go both ways. They're mm -hmm. extreme on both sides. And the last is between, um, you know, what is men, women, which blends well, a little bit thing, into yeah. uh, the gender thing, but it, it, it also blends into uh, the the bigotedness that this is where they want to call you a bigot. Mm -hmm. This goes also a little bit with the LBGTQ thing, yeah. but um, and, it, and this actually is the 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 pinky over here. You get rid of that pinky, it gets a little harder to grab <laughs> a cup to grab a coke, whatever you want to do. And and this is you know again ties back into the whole discussion that started with the Me Too versus Me Either. Uh, they don't want you 
to evaluate things between the relations of the two scientifically biological <laughs> genders that exist in order to perpetuate the human race. I'm not talking about anything beyond that. That's an extreme they position. They don't want thing. you to consider <laughs> that. But yeah, they want to say that's okay. extreme. So we've got these six things. Yeah. Five super, super extreme. The sixth, the softest one is which they're clinging to and yelling about because it's the safest one to whine and complain and yeah. moan about, which is you hate climate change. You, you hate, hate the planet. planet. Okay, right. You hate Mother Earth. And, and that one is it. So if we're going to get into water extreme views... Yeah, it, it's going to be in that hand. Okay. I'm so, using so my left hand because this that's is what what's you want in. With, yeah. yeah, the left hand. Yeah, we're not on video, but this is <laughs> this is what the left is holding in their hand to say, man, we're, we're gonna you you don't get to use that pinky, you don't get to use that ring finger, you don't get to use the uh, wonderful uh, middle finger, you don't get to use that index, you cannot point, you don't get to use that opposable thumb. You know, unless you believe what we believe. So unless you believe what we believe, you get the you fist. Get huh? the fist. And, and, but but so Zoni, well, well, let me throw two two balls up in the air here to take it back to this. Is it an emotional feeling, or is there a scientific factual basis for discussing something? Mm -hmm. So I probably lean more to the left on climate change. And does the Earth have natural cycles? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. But to us putting up tens of millions of tons of excess carbon dioxide in the air and burning coal and polluting all my fishing lakes where I can't eat the fish because they have mercury in them, yeah, I have a little bit of an issue of that. <clears throat> but if we want to keep the argument factual, shouldn't we at least continue to gather facts? If the Republican mm -hmm. Party is defunding National Oceanic and Atmospheric Organization and their ability to put satellites up that collect mm -hmm. weather data, mm -hmm. is that helping the factual analysis or not? I'll press another hot button issue. I'm generally pro Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't think it. I don't. I, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's an unfettered right. I think it's a right that needs a couple guardrails on it to keep out some extreme positions. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to want to step in. No, the, 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 thing, the thing that I want. The thing I want to jump on think. is this: if, if again we want to say let's not do it by emotion let's mm -hmm. do it by fact right. mm -hmm. is it helpful to have legislation and policy that prevents the national institute of health from doing any government funded analysis of gun violence and the effect that it has. All right, I, I'd be happy to, to respond on a couple of those. First of all, the climate change one, because that's one of those to me that I, I would say that the, the, the issue of the climate change is exactly what we've been talking about. Yes, we should be looking at it. We should be measuring it. We should be doing that. I think everybody in this room would be willing to have conversations about it. But what has the other side done? I just heard a guy that's uh, a scientist the other day talking about how the, the parts per million of car, and I don't have, I'm not a scientist, but the, he was on the radio talking about parts per science, uh, millions of carbon dioxide is actually lower than it was 50 years ago. He was making the argument, we've, we've turned carbon dioxide into this poison. We need more carbon dioxide in the, in the atmosphere so that our plants can produce oxygen for us to live. So. Do I know if he's right or wrong? No, because I'm not smart enough to know. But I'm smart enough to listen to him versus someone on the other side of this discussion traditionally is, that guy's a climate denier, he's a dirtbag, he needs to go, he's not on board, he's not worth listening to. To me, that's one of the differences between the people sitting in this room would be willing to do what you just said mm -hmm. and the people, what, what we categorize the left, have zero interest. As soon as that guy spoke on the radio, I guarantee you, he, he got hate mail and was just a despicable human being. We also know that multiple times the people that have been collecting this data have been manipulating it to, to make it look as if man-made global warming is more than what the data says. There have been 
I, I bet you there's been 15 times that they found people manipulating the data because why? Because they have nothing to do with science. It has all to do with when politics. You have, when you have two numbers and you say one plus one, right. most people, 99% of the world comes to two. Right. And when you they, have 100 variables in an equation, yeah. everybody's going to mm -hmm. take the numbers that mm -hmm. tend to support their point gotcha. of view. Sure. And, and then so, so that's my position on that climate change. Is we'd, we're willing to have a conversation, but again, 97% <laughs> And there's people agree. on the left that will say, yeah. you know, let, let's just stop all oil drilling. Oh, yeah. Let us, you know, if you got a let's gasoline car, get, get you your horse oil, going. No, we can't do the horse. Take auto and too. junk it and drive a battery tomorrow. Exactly. Should we be getting away from fossil fuel and moving in a cleaner direction? I believe it's in maybe. our own interest. Maybe. But maybe. What are we well, going to do with all the batteries that we're producing right now? Where's right. the electricity right. come from the batteries? Right. But again, all but, of the all of this leads to the point of we're not going to go from A to Z. We sure. need to go in a methodical way from A to B to Z mm -hmm. to C. When we hear things that say windmills cause cancer, yeah. is that helpful? No. Uh, I mean, they show birds. me someone that's got windmill cancer, and then maybe I'll they start birds. to believe you. And then my but my up on the on the on the Second Amendment. Put shit on my front lawn. You could get you know yeah. don't kill bald eagles, exactly. but there's I'll, some sparrows that missed in my. On the second one, I'll try to be brief. <laughs> I don't own You'll a gun. Brief? Never own a gun. I know. Hush, hush. Uh, all I know is the Second Amendment says Congress shall pass no laws. Boom. Boom. Yeah. If you want to change the Second Amendment, get it to change Do we need a constitutional convention? shall well, not be infringed. Well, right. We're coming up on 250 any, years in six years. Do we any need laws in a French Right. Well, yeah. well, there actually is a, a movement, a convention of yep. states for that. I mean, by right. It's <laughs> by right. You know who owns the Facebook page that says, do we need a constitutional convention? I do not know. Really? I have sure. not done a single thing with it, but I have allocated that page. Well, maybe somebody will buy own, it from you someday. <laughs> I own, do we need a constitutional convention? That For our Mark Levin raised his hand. Yeah. So. Mark Levin might well, buy to, it to be fair, <laughs> Facebook owns that page. You simply created it. In our I, I put my name on it. Nobody else had it. I grant so. Thanks, Thank you, Mr. Killjoy. And, 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 and you know Mr. what? Mr. HR. What are these? Popped his bullet. What are you doing? Mr. HR, but. Thanks, Wet Blanket. This is. popped his I mean, yeah. Facebook owns everything on Facebook. Gosh, mm -hmm. this is and so unfun. To be able to have a political discussion, <laughs> yeah. I would ideally love to have a board like that and have a discussion and sure. have people say, let us look at Article 1. Let yeah. us look at Article 2. Yeah. Let, let us talk about these things. There's what is good about them? And do we? What, what, what needs to get a tweak to drag us into and, the and future. And There's a in order, petition out and there a, and, in, and in order to do that, you'd have to have a room full of people that not only had an actual understanding of the Constitution, but also the documents and the history that led to them, that is our founding fathers drawing up the articles the way that they did. <coughs> and I'm going to submit to you that aside from a very small handful of people, mm -hmm. they do not exist. And I don't want the current body politic <laughs> or the current culture messing with the finest, finest clock ever devised in terms of how we should live. Don't want them in there tinkering with and I'm all, And I'm of that same mindset that if we attempted to have a new constitutional convention, the third one, we would blow up the United States. <laughs> and, and, okay, now on that thought, <laughs> let's wrap this in because I've got a minute and a half left. Okay. Aww. So Aww. Any, any, any last 90-second thoughts? Well, I think where we started this conversation was the ability to have a public discourse. We just did it. And we just, and did we just demonstrated we can have a public discourse. Now, and John is smiling, man is smiling, yeah. Glenn is and smiling. Not, and we're, we're not talking to you the rest of the week. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see me until next week. <laughs> so it'll be easy. So, so for the listeners to know, we don't see them but once a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we talked about a public discourse. And unfortunately, um, the, the bottom line, and this has gone on for uh, since our country was founded and before. Mm -hmm. where there were, have always been extremes, mm -hmm. there has always been positions, but the ability to have discourse today is far different than what it was two, three centuries ago. Yeah. Um, the ability today is, is demonizing the messenger 
were at those times when our founders were, were actually having this convers these conversations of different subjects, they would demonize each other. They would call each other a lot of names sure. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But they would also afterwards go to the local pub and they would have a beer together. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and shake it out and hug it out. Yeah. And we are watching the in a we're we're watching the loss of the ability to, to do that. that. Right. Like that is what is so of, sad. A lot of that is is grid, is causing the gridlock that we have. Mm -hmm. and we just uh, well, I've said we turn disagreement into hate, and that's what yeah. I think is the base problem. Yeah. It's okay to disagree. Yeah. There's no need to hate. Yep. Yeah. Oh, let them be. That's cake. what we want to do. So oh, I like cake, but I haven't had cake in a while. But at any rate, maybe next week on episode 82 of Civil Tension. Let them eat cake. So, and we'll see where that goes. But, uh, guys, thank you very golf much. Play. Let's golf this one out. Golf it. Golf it out. Now, wonderful. In honor of the British Open. The Open. The thing is, it's so.